Oh, so masks are compulsory as of tomorrow. Well, midnight tonight, actually. So, Caitlin's oh, wow. mum... Yeah, Caitlin's mum made me some, like, because work are giving us, like, two each, and you're supposed to, like, use them for four hours, then get rid of them, and then get another one. There's so two like types, right? One day. There's disposable and, like, the opposite of disposable. Yeah, like, non-disposable or washable. Yeah, washable. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, she made me a couple, um... And they're, they're good. They're fine. Um, I copped a bit of shit today at work because I was wearing it. Everyone's like, oh, got the sewing machine out, have you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, See, that's the part the government doesn't take into account. The uh, uh, Bullying. <laughs> the bullying, yeah. yeah. Just, right? The, the, uh, the horrible, horrible uh, psychological impact of having to oh, wear a mask. Man, I'm, I'm scarred for life from the bullying I received today at work by grown men. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, I'm um, just imagining you rocking up with like a Dora the Explorer face mask <laughs> or something. She, she's like, "What color do you want?" I was like, "Ah, oh, like, I really don't care." Like, I, I, you know, I didn't say anything, but I was like, "Just not like pink, right?" Like, I'm, I'm not phased. So she gives me these like royal blue ones, oh dear. and I'm like, "Oh no, I guess royal I'm in the is- now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically <laughs> pink. It's like this has got gang affiliation. I I don't want to go down the wrong suburbs, right? <laughs> I'm surprised the guys had the balls to have a crack at you. What if they're like, yeah. what if Shane? What if Shane's in a gang? Shh, don't say anything. Don't True. Say, nice mask, Shane. Don't, don't say anything. <laughs> they're brave, man. They got they got some Whoop. cojones on them. be deceived this is season no. two episode two. Oh, this is so yes as you haven't figured out you are listening to hobby homies we are your weekly war game and board game podcast my name is shane as always joined by my co-host fox what's good and today we're talking war games and more specifically war games that we don't think each other has heard of so less common ones that are not your yeah, 40k and star wars legion and age of sigma Mm. Um, yeah, so this should be a should be an interesting one. I'm actually super keen to hear what you've picked. You actually have no idea what I've picked. So no. this is like um, these are our fringe games. These are games we're interested in, but haven't like taken the plunge on yet. Yeah. And considering we do most things together, I'm sure like we both have heard each other talk about these games. But I'm curious to see, uh, like why it's a fringe game to what you, what interests you about your game and yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting yeah yep so i'm a, i want to talk about my game first do it i I'm want to hear pull, about your game rank first. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's what's up i'm talking about my game first you you sit down and be quiet for 45 minutes <laughs> oh, and then I'll, and then maybe i'll give you a 5 minute slot at the end <laughs> yeah yeah hey guys is this episode 5 Feels like episode five. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) So, the game that's a fringe game to me, something that I haven't got into, but I am very interested in, is Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. Oh, spicy. Yeah, by Parabellum War Games. Wouldn't even guess you'd pick this one, dude. I was trying to think today. I'm like, what game is he like looking at? Ah, No, didn't even didn't even come to mind. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know me. I've got about five or six fringe games. Um, 
But I thought, what's the next one I'm going to purchase? Because that's probably, that's probably the one that's, I guess, the one I know the best, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, Conquest, I've been interested in a while. So I thought I would take the listeners through my exploration journey and kind of like the three phases of discovery that I go through. Yep. So phase number one is interest. So that's when I like first hear about a game and it, it piques my interest. There's usually something about it that I go, huh, that's interesting. I like that. Then okay. the second phase is affirmation. That's when something about the game makes me go, hmm, I'm at some stage, I'm going to get that game <laughs> for X reason, whatever it is. And then number three is excitement. So there's something about the game that makes me excited to get it, to build it, to, to whatever. So first I thought I'll explain what Conquest is, just loosely, and then I'll talk about those three phases and, and what exactly about the game took me through those. If that makes sense? Nice. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Cool. So Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. Now, I don't know about the name. I'll be honest. It's a, Conquest it's a mouthful. Is a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Conquest is a cool name. But it's, it's pretty generic, I suppose. You can't just call the game Conquest. No, because like, there's probably already 20 games out there called Conquest. I can yeah, actually exactly. think of a computer game I used to play when I was a kid called Conquest right now. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> what they're competing with. This oh, game, man. that computer game you played 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that was before like Steam, right? So you didn't have a library. You got the, the dusty old CD case and you, you put the CD in the computer to play the game. And wow. If, if that somehow had a way of, like, clocking hours, like, you know, Steam <laughs> does nowadays, oh, man, it'd be, like, tens of thousands, I reckon. Cause oh, my goodness. that and Rise of Nations, oh, man. Anyway, back to your game. <laughs> you know what? Uh, side tangent. I never realized this, but Steam is owned by Valve. D- and the okay. irony of that, or I guess the clever pun, is that uh, Valve released Steam. Yes. <laughs> And Valve's released Steam. Anyways. This is, this is, this is just new to, to you now? It's one of those things you'll learn later in life than you're supposed to, I guess. Uh, I Anyways. Probably, I would have kept that to myself. Conquest. We could edit it and post. <laughs> <laughs> we'll no. replace it with a Wikipedia article to make me sound smarter. <laughs> okay, yeah. Conquest. The last argument of kings. I watched a video today, actually. Um, and a guy made an interesting point. He thinks maybe the name got lost in translation. Like maybe, because yes. the last argument of kings, it sounds like people are fighting over like, I don't know, somebody's girlfriend or like. Yeah, or like the last lamington. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if it was like the last clash of kings. Yeah, or like know. the, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's like, if you sat down for like an hour, you could probably think of like 20 names that are like cooler than it. Yeah. Conquest is a cool name. Yeah, that so is a for, very from, cool name. Conquest, from here on out, la- I'm going to call it Conquest. <laughs> they probably should have replaced Argument and they would have had a, just such a sick title. Conquest, The Last of Kings. <laughs> you mean take it out completely or? <laughs> no, no, I said replace. I mean, replace oh, okay. it with a cooler word. <laughs> okay. The Last <laughs> Discussion of Kings. <laughs> we're not having an argument, we're having a discussion. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a public discourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> So, Conquest is a rank-and-flank sort of like... It's a fantasy battles game. It's in the same flavor of Kings of War or Warhammer fantasy battles, if people are familiar with those. You know, it's got the big blobs of troops on the multi-bases. 
Yeah, they always move in formation. Yes, they're called yeah. uh, in this game. They're called regiments instead of units because they stick together. They're in the little regiment. They move as one. It's kind of like what's the video game that I've blanked on? Total, Total War. War. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you don't control individual units. And when you move a unit, you don't control individual models. No, it's you just move one the whole big... tray. Yeah, tray. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Tray. <laughs> so it really feels like the game wants to fill the void left by Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll talk about, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that in a sec. So <laughs> I'm going to take you through my three phases of exploration and discovery. I do. The first we, uh, was... We're all keen. So hit us with it. All right, take a seat, grab a beer. Got one. Buckle up, buckaroos. (laughs) So, interest. I first heard about this game from one of our Discord users, Richard, Richo, Richo Morgs, who is a vanguard for Conquest, which basically means he is almost like a rep for the company. He goes around and he does uh, like demo days, demo battles, paint things, etc., etc., yeah, so he, he loves this game so much, he puts in, like, his own time to try and, like, show people, introduce new people to the game. Mm. And that was something that interested me. I'm like, any anytime someone loves the game that much, there's something there. Yeah. So, you know, he was in our Discord posting pictures of his painted models, and I was like, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> these, these models look fucking sick. Yeah. And then I saw some posts of him running demo games. I think it was on a Facebook or something, and I was like... Even for the demo games, it looks quite cool. Just like, I guess, like you and I got into war games when Age of Sigma just came out. Yeah. So, we kind of missed out on that big rank and file fantasy battles genre, I guess. Yeah, yep. And so, all that, like seeing the cool models, seeing the demo games, seeing that uh, big mass battle style, that interested me. And that's kind of where the interest stopped in fact i was like well i'm so interested i made richo a conquest channel in our discord and i was like dude anytime you got stuff just throw it in there man i like a he's got these really cool painted knights and these cool characters and i was like i just want to see more of that so i love the models but i'll take you to what what made what confirmed in my heart that one day i will own this game okay and this is a bit of a unique one because normally it's rules or particular factions or it's you know law but for this game it was actually the starter set just the sheer value of the core box all right okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna rattle off what the core box includes and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna make you guess how much you think it is i think i've actually already told you in the past so you might (laughs) you you might know but i I could probably if not i could probably make an educated guess but okay so the core box is like a starter set. So it's got all the cards because each uh, regiment has its own card, which I'll explain later. It's got the, all the dice you need, all the rule books, model markers, everything you need. And it's got two factions in it. It's got 40 100 kingdoms miniatures, which are 100 kingdoms is one of the two factions in the starter set. So yep. it's 24 like foot soldiers, 12 crossbowmen, and one mounted noble lord which is like a character the bad guys have i mean spires i should say (laughs) have 30 miniatures which are 24 like 
drones, like foot soldiers, three big brutes, one massive abomination, and one ma- like pharaomancer, they call it. Okay. So all up, you get 20 cards, 12 dice, one rule book, six model markers, and 80 miniatures. Damn. That's terrible maths. I've said 70 18 miniatures? miniatures, but it's 70, right? Yeah, 30 and 40. I don't know where I got the extra 10 from, dude. I'll be honest with you. I saw on the website it said 80 miniatures, but yeah, there's 70. Anyway, 70 miniatures. <laughs> so, I thought the best comparison was Star Wars Legion, which is their core sets are considered really good value. Yeah. And I think Star Wars Legion for the core set is like 130, I want to say. Yeah, I think the first edition is 130 and the second edition is like 160. 60. Yeah, seventy and, maybe. And Depends both where you of those. From. Yeah. So the core set at one hundred and thirty dollars comes with thirty three models. Huh. Okay. This comes with seventy, yeah. and all the you know they both come with the rule books, dice, everything you need to play. So I thought the model count was a better representation. So given that it has twice as many models, what do you reckon it's worth? Oh man. Um... I'm going to say 150 bucks. That would be a steal, wouldn't it? It would be. Like a, like 20 bucks more for twice as many models. Yeah. And the and the quality seems to be very comparable with uh maybe even better than some of the Legion models. Oh, and it's plastic too, hard plastic, not yeah. resin like the first Legion ones were. Yeah. Anyway, it's 130 bucks. Damn. Which is insane to me. I'm like, yeah. for 130, you split that with someone and you get 40 or 30 models for 70 bucks? Yeah, and man. And some of these are dope models, like the, the Brute Drones for the Spires or the Mounted Noble Lord. I mean, yeah. I was just like, well, of course, just on value alone, you just get a heap of models to paint for 130 bucks. It's just, I was like, well, yeah. So that was the affirmation for me because I was like, well... <laughs> Why wouldn't you get that? You can play it straight out the box with a friend. You've got two balanced forces. You've got the rules. You've got everything you need in one kit for 130. Hell yeah. That's like cheaper than a board game, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that, that's when I said, in fact, today, just earlier today, I teed up a purchase with, because it's actually quite difficult to get conquest models i did order one a few weeks ago from guff werribee but uh and now now they have to send it to geelong because quarantine whatever oh of course of course um but there's someone in our local community that has a secondhand box so i'm actually going to pick that up very soon nice so so that you and me can play some of this game because yeah it's it's been a fringe game for me for a long time Yep. And now I was just looking, I was looking at the starter set and I'm like, that's just insane value. You can't like just, yeah, like I said, models alone, you got to do it. Anyway. Yeah. I, I remember so when was Richo based- was posting the um, how to paint videos in the channel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you just caught me deep throating a beer there. <laughs> I could hear. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was the affirmation. That's what made me go, yep, I'm getting that. The excitement comes from a few different factors and it keeps every time I read more, I get more excited. So, the first one, I think, were the were the rules. Like, I watched a how to play video and I was like, ooh, okay. now I'm keen. Before, I was just interested in, like, getting it, building it, painting it, 
Heck, maybe I'll throw some dice. But then I, I looked at the rules and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in on this. So the first thing I saw, people kept talking about this guy called Alessio Cavatore. Nice. And I was like, why is it important that this guy wrote the rules? Well, <laughs> old mate was an employee of Games Workshop. So oh. he wrote several supplements for Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Okay. He helped design Mordheim and yep. was one of the leads on Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. So The Hobbit, whatever it's called now. Yeah, yep. So, I mean, the dude, he's, there's a ton of games he's helped out on. Just a ton. Uh, I'll, uh, some people might know these. So he also helped write the games Hail Caesar, Pike and Shuttle, Black Powder, Bolt Action, Conflict 47, Beyond the Gates. Uh, and he also worked for the company Warlord Games, which, heck, we've heard of. We have heard of. I use their product for my basing. Yeah, and they are the ones that did Test of Honor before Grey for Now Games took it. Oh, took yeah, it. true. It was his baby. They were yep. producing it. So, but yeah, I mean, if you look at those, his, his big three, Warhammer Fantasy Battle, Mordheim, Lord of the Rings, he's definitely got a type and he definitely yeah, knows and- how to write a rule or two. Oh, yeah, and Bolt Action is, like, one yeah. of the the big um, World War Two strategy games. Um, yes. Conflict 47 is a really sweet alternate history, what happened, what could have happened if World War Two kept going, hence Ooh. 47. Um, that's a game I've been looking at for ages, man, but... Is that your fringe game? Into. No, no, it's not. Oh, okay, all right, well... <laughs> that would have been a good good tie-in, but no, it's Yeah, not. it would have. Damn it, Shane, you ruined <laughs> this entire episode. God, God damn it. Let's just, cut, let's just cut it now. There's no point in continuing. Yeah. Why should we even keep going, man? Nah, I don't, know, I don't reckon. <laughs> we cut it from here. So, yeah, so this guy wrote the rules, and I was like, okay, that's sweet, but I don't really care, you know? Like, you could be, you could be Beethoven writing the rules. I don't give a shit. I want... Huh. Tell me about the rules. So... <laughs> Yeah, although I guess if Beethoven wrote some rules, I'd probably play that game just to like, just, I mean, yeah, because Beethoven. <laughs> True. What's he doing writing rules for a war game? What are Beethoven, you silly sausage? Now. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm talking about the dog, Beethoven. Oh. You seen that oh. movie? No. I was, I was thinking what? you're talking about the, the guy that used to play piano. Yeah, that guy's named after a dog. A big, big guy. Oh, uh, no, dude. No, dude. I think it's Check your facts, dude. <laughs> Check your facts. Um, so I'm wrong. Yeah, the rules. First thing I frothed. This what had me drooling. Alternate activation. Hell yeah. Yep. That was one of the rules that just. Uh, I mean, it's just objectively better, right? Because like, it's a big problem that Warhammer 40k has, where it's like you go, I go, and it's like, well, I I went, and half your army's now gone. So yeah. what, what are you gonna do about that? It was a it was a almost uh, whoever goes first wins kind of thing at one point. Yeah, yep. It was yeah. like, oh, you got first turn. Well done. Congrats, GG. Yeah, yeah. Um, so alternate activation is great. Not very unique. Here's where here's where the unique mechanics kick in, and this is interesting. So each of your regiments has a card, and these cards go in order in the command deck at the start of the turn. You pick the order of what you're going to activate and when. Okay. So that's interesting, right? Because Star Wars Legion's kind of... it's Star Wars Legion is alternate activation, uses a deck of tokens, but it's random. Yeah. So you pull one off, and if it's a troop, you can activate any of your troops. 
So I, I always liked that style of activation, but this was interesting. This is a whole new level of strategy because you're building the, your turn order of what you activate. However, if you misplay it, say you have a unit and you're like, mm, I'll activate that last because it's just, I want to make sure all my big dudes do all their damage first. Yep. By the time you get down to that little troop, that little battalion of crossbowmen, if you've put that like second last, it might not be there when you draw the card. True, Cause true. Because it's alternate activation, you might just slowly watch it get picked away at and then you draw a card and you've wasted your turn because you said, oh, I'll activate this guy. He's not there. See you later. Now you have another turn. Oh, so if you draw a card which is for a unit that's been destroyed, you just miss out. Yeah, as, as far as I know. You draw another yeah, one. yeah. Because it's just not it's not on the table, Oof. so I was like, "This is interesting." Because it requires a lot of, and this is a common thing I saw about the game is that it it's it is about list building, but it's actually more about what you do on the tabletop, which is unlike a lot of war games where it's mostly about list building. Yeah, and then you've just got to execute on the tabletop. So, I really liked that aspect and like that that chess style, like having to plan that many turns in advance. Yeah. And trying to predict what your opponent's going to do, but then sometimes you should just like um, activate a unit that doesn't really make a lot of sense just to throw your opponent's entire game plan off if they were, if they, you know, yeah, it just was very cool. Okay. Okay. So another mechanic that I frothed is I don't know how to explain this mechanic. Uh, well, first I'll explain that all your regiments have two actions on your turn. So they could pick from a list and do two of them. Yeah. So instead of just one or whatever. So that's kind of cool. So you can activate it and just like move or, sh- or shoot or charge or attack or whatever you need to do. Okay. Or I guess attack twice or move twice, that kind of stuff. So, but they have this thing called dynamic deployment, which basically means... Nothing on the nothing in your army starts on the board. You actually slowly deploy it. You start rolling off from turn one, and things can come in whenever. Which is interesting because on the board, your furthest unit forward creates an invisible line. Okay. And you can deploy anywhere along the edge of the table up to that line. Yeah. And the opponent can push back that line by crossing it. Ah, so, so it's it, like it's, a, a live deployment zone. So it Yeah, moves it's like it. a tug-of-war live deployment zone, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and you've got uh, different unit classes as well, light, medium, and heavy. Yeah. So, and so lights can come on as quick as turn one or as late as turn three, whilst heavies might not show up till the fifth turn. Wow. So it creates an interesting dynamic where your heavies aren't don't actually cost a lot of points for big devastating units because they might not actually come on the board till turn five. Yeah, yep. So and they've all got different roles. Like your mediums are usually like either line holders or line pushers and it's just it was a whole very cool they're very they're focused definitely on the tactics and strategy and making a very interesting and unique mechanically game yeah yep so and that's that was the first of two things that made me excited for it the second was 
how young the game is. It came out last year. And last so year, 2019. 2019, yep. Damn. And so it was kind of met with like, oh, at least I think the core box came out last year. I should actually check yeah. when. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2019. So that's... Probably, I'd say it's probably around the same time as um, that Marvel game. First publication's 2018. Yeah. But the core box, 2019. Yeah. So, so it was competing I... with Marvel and some of the Batman games. Yeah. And when did Legion come out, well. actually? 2018 as well, I think. Yeah, it might have been, or maybe very late 17. No, no, probably 18. Yeah, so, same, yeah. Like I guess Star Wars Legion is a pretty big competitor. Yeah. And what made me excited is it's following a similar path to Legion in that it came out with just two factions and was met pretty quietly. Okay, yeah. Like like Star Wars Legion was, you know, a few people got into it because it's Star Wars. But at the yeah. end of the day, there was only so many, you know, you're playing the same battle over and over again. Yeah. Because you had the core set and maybe a couple expansions. And it wasn't really until year two when they got another two factions and a heap of expansions. Oh, man, there's so started, many now. Yeah, that it started to, like, pick up. And I'm yep. seeing similar things with Conquest because now it, it just increased from two factions to four factions and it has a heap of expansions. And now it's starting to, like, pick up. So, oh, cool. yeah, that's the second thing that makes me excited is that yeah. it's, it's growing. It didn't just come out, fizzle out, and it's dying. Quite the opposite. Nah. It's just, like, it's Star Wars Legion in it. It's getting bigger. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's probably the clever way to go, you know, like to play it safe, like just release a, a smaller side of things and then grow it. Yeah, yep. Give That's something really people cool. to play with. Yeah. Keep releasing models, keep working on the rules, you know. You've almost got like, it's almost the video game path where they're releasing it in beta with just two armies and as people yeah, play yep. it, they'll, they'll keep working on it. So, yeah. Yep. Clever. Conquest, the last argument of kings, will be the next game I get into because nice. I've already purchased some models. So <laughs> I'm curious yeah. to see. Oh, it also looks d- brutal. Things just were. It's so fast, man. Like I was watching a demo game, and it was like this thing attacked this unit, and it just it just died. Stuff just died. It's like such a back and forth, vicious, <laughs> and they can afford to be that deadly because it's alternate activation. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if things died that quickly and you had one whole turn for all your units, the other person would have nothing. Yeah, yeah that's, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's allowed to be... I think it's just basically something attacks you, you get one save and then it just dies. So, yeah, yeah it okay. was really cool. So you, you go through three phases. So the first phase is your ears prick up at the, yep. at the, the game or the whatever it is. Yep. Second Mateo phase starts wagging. Yep. Start. Yep. Start sniffing around, looking pretty good. And yep. third phase, you're loving it. You're all over it. Yeah. Which is where you're at. Effectively, which is where you're at now. Yeah. So, for you to get into a game, do you have to tick all those three boxes, or would two of those three spark your interest? Like, nah, it's um, got to be. It not only has to be those three, it has to be those three for a period of time. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I went through all those phases. Interest, affirmation, excitement. Like, when Richo started talking about it, I don't know how many months ago. Yeah. And it's just, like, revisiting it again these last few weeks. I'm just like, I'm still as keen for this game as ever. 
Not only okay. that, but it's got it's got more stuff. The only thing, my only hesitation and reservation is zero community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely like I mean, if I want to play games with people, I've got games. This is a cool little one where I can get the box, paint up two armies, and then just have people over and be like, "Hey, let's play Conquest. I'll teach you how to do it." You know? Yeah, man, and like. That's only for now. Like, who knows what's going to happen in the next 12 to 18 months if they're going yeah. to keep releasing games and expansions and content for it. Like, yeah, it could, exactly. It could pick up and have a good little, you know, following, especially down here where we are. Yeah, um, exactly. It's definitely the type of game that could go off down here. Its main yeah. competitor at the moment, I think, is um, A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's the, uh, um, what do you call it? Game of Thrones game? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Similar thing, started out pretty quiet. Yeah. Because it just had the core box of the two factions, but it started to pick up as well. Yeah. But the play, the, yeah, the, I think the rules on Conquest give it the edge in my mind. So, yeah. But yeah, definitely. For me to go all in on a game, it has to be, it has to tick all those boxes and it has to tick them all over the span of a few months. Yeah. Nice. Just to nice. make sure I don't get, because I'm a millennial dude, you know me. I'm just like, I see something, I'm like, hey, it's got zip pay. Heck yes. <laughs> True. I'm going to oh, buy that. Man. Can I afford it? Hell no. Don't need to. Got zip pay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Ah, but, very nice. Yeah. So that's my game, man. Conquest. Shout out to Richo for uh, showing us uh, some some stuff. Keen to get into it. I'll get in a box this week, actually. Nice. Wait, what week? This week or this weekend. So, yeah. I mean, are I they new on Sprue or are they already built? Uh, it's three. It's secondhand. But three models are built. Okay. And that's it. Everything else is yep. new. Yeah. So, which is very common because, like, originally when it came out, people got it. They were hyped. Found out, like, there's not much outside of the starter set. Yeah. And there's not many people to play with. And, yeah, it falls to the wayside in, in favor of other hobbies. So, yeah. I'll capitalize on that. And I'm keen because it's starting to pick up. So, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. But that's me, man. I want to hear about your game. Oh. My game. My game is a game which I've spoken about a little bit, not a great deal. Um, I told you what it was because I didn't want us to pick the the same game, but now that I think of it, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you told me that game, I was like, is there zero chance? I w- There's pretty close to zero chance I would have picked that game, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well. But, like, yeah, it, it gave me a, an idea of what you were talking about. I'm not yeah, completely yeah, blindsided. Yeah, because when I pitched the idea to you, you sort of weren't, you're like, you're like, what do you mean? sort of thing and I'm like unfamiliar games like I felt like I had to maybe yeah. explain it but anyway anyway so the game that I picked is called Gaslands um, mm. it is self-described as a post-apocalyptic vehicular mayhem game which is fun to say and fun <laughs> to play um, yeah. basically think of Mad Max on the tabletop so you've got yeah. these like beat up cars um, with like tanks and trucks and helicopters and motorbikes and um, you basically just tr- you're doing a race. It's like death race kind of thing. You race through checkpoints. In the meantime, you're trying to kill each other and and do all that sort of stuff. That's um, so. That's such an interesting concept. Like yeah, yeah, a war game where you're you're racing as well. Yeah. Oh man. It, the and the movement like mechanic of it is really cool. I'll explain that a little bit soon um but yeah so it's it's created by osprey war games now they create a couple other games which escape me at the moment um 
and designed by a fellow named Mike Hutchinson. Um, old Hutchie. Old Hutchie, yeah. He released it in late 2017. Um, the original version was a 64-page rule book, soft cover, uh, and they've not not too long released uh, Refueled, which is like, the, I guess, their second edition, um, which is 192 pages, and it's a hardback, so it is thick boy compared to the first first edition book. That is a thick boy. Can I yeah. just interject momentarily? I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. Osprey Games is, is who did Bolt Action. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Have I'll you got the power that of the internet at your fingertips? I do, but it's wireless and I'm in my shed, so I've kind of got the power of like 1995 internet. I'll do it. Osprey. They... I think it's pronounced Osprey, dude. You're going to make a lot of people mad. Ah, uh, my bad. <laughs> is it, isn't it a bird? Is an Osprey a bird? I got no idea, dude. Osprey War Games. Here we go. Let's quickly have a have a gaze at what they've created. A billion suns. Oh, that's what I'm looking at too. That looks pretty cool. Men of Men of Bronze. Um, there's a few that I don't Osprey. know. Oh, Jesus. Osprey. Got you. I got, got you, fam. <laughs> Thanks, man. I needed it. It is uh, a bird. No, none of these. No. Is bolt action there? Sorry, did you say that? No, I didn't. I, well, I can't see it. Anyway. Bolt action. Is it there? Osprey Publishing. I see it. Oh, okay. I googled Osprey and it wasn't on their front page, which is interesting. We've got different internets, my friend. True. I'm on the Osprey one. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, you got to pronounce <laughs> it correctly, dude. Otherwise, it takes you to the wrong page. Exactly. Exactly. It's called a... It's a, it's a, it's a seahawk or a river hawk or a fish hawk. Fish hawk. So, it's a hawk should, of some kind. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah. that is the <laughs> assumption that it is yeah. a hawk. Yeah. Anyways. So, I don't go through a, a, such a lengthy process of becoming interested in a game like you do. Um, something tickles my fancy. I normally just pull the trigger and get it and then sometimes regret getting it. Um, Gaslands isn't one of those games. I, even though I've only played it once with the boss... Um, she enjoyed it. She had fun. Um, I haven't played it since, but I. But the beauty of it is, you don't buy models for it and and build an army like you typically would. You go to the old Kmart or op shop, or you go and find the neighbor's kid and you steal some of his matchbox cars, and you use yeah, those. That's right. Yeah. This, this this seems yeah. I'm remembering this now. It's it's a vivid memory of you telling me that you you. Sh- I think you showed me a matchbox car. And you're like, I'm converting this for like a war game. I was like, what on earth are you talking about? Probably, it's going to be the yeah. wrong scale. I'm just thinking of this thing next to it. It's like a skateboard for a Primaris. I'm like, what is this yeah. guy doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went to I went to like Kmart or Big W or whatever and just bought a couple of cars and like just primed right over them, dude. Pulled, pulled, pulled them apart, pulled the fake glass, fake windows out and put it together and then just primed that sucker, started painting it. Um, stuck on like some guns and some armor plates and really mad maxed them up. Um, where do you where do you get those like guns and armor plates from? So the armor plates I've used uh, is like you know diamond plating or checker plating that like the metal which is like diamonds. Um, kinda yeah, kinda. It's on like the sides of trucks and the back of utes and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes those footsteps on utes are made out of it, but I but I got a scale like a A4 size sheet of that scaled um, from Tate's uh, yeah Toy World in Geelong there, 
Yeah. And I just cutting that up, man, and just like sticking it on the side of it. And the diamonds are probably a little bit big at that scale, but it looks cool. Like, you know, it looks fine. Um, so I just use that. And the guns, I've just gone through my bits box, man, and just like chopped up some hot shot las guns from when I had all those scions. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's so cool. So like you basically scratch built the models for a game and like, which makes sense. I think Osprey does that a lot, right? It uh, it well, releases rule books and then it's kind of like get your own use, miniatures, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Like Bolt Action just uses um, like the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong again, but I think it's like Itari or Itali or something like that. It's like a one of the big model makers, like historical model makers um, at like, um, oh, I don't even know what scale it is. One... 64th or something like that you know this like standard tanks and that you can get like yeah. they use that kind of miniatures as that, that's kind of scale so it's a pretty big scale right. um yeah and like it's just that's like i started writing a pro and cons list for this game right but i'm like i just can't really think of any cons like so i've got all these pros <laughs> and just yeah. no cons um but not, I mean, not necessarily a con, but it was um, the fact that you had to actually kit bash or customize if you really wanted to, like, spruce your miniatures up. That's Some people aren't into that. They just want to buy it, build it, paint it, and not have to, like, convert it and cut bits up and stick bits on it and stuff like that. But, man, you can, you can just get a car out of the box and just use that. Like, you don't have to kit bash them and customize them. Yeah. Um, and uh, for the, uh, uh, It yeah. seems so cool, man. Like, I mean, you've got a car there. That's probably no one else has that same like no one else has that same model. They might have that same car, but chances of them getting that same checkered diamond plating and that's the cool thing about kit bashing. You you make your own thing, but yeah, it's super it's, unique. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, it's just it's just fun, man. Like I I really froth that kind of stuff, like the customizing of models and that. So I went to my old man's joint and um, found like a box of old Hot Wheels cars I had when I was a kid. And I just like took them. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, oh, these are mine. These are mine now. Um, <laughs> so I took them you home. You knew I would come back for them. <laughs> yeah, he's probably glad. He's like, take the rest <laughs> yeah. of your shit while you're here. Why is he still? He's like, why has he still got them? Or he's like, I've got them, man. I've, I've failed. He's coming back for his Hot Wheels. What's going on here? <laughs> True. True. He's starting to relapse. Time's going backwards for him. <laughs> but I got like a plastic bag just full of these like cars. Like, man, there's probably like thirty in there, if not more. Um, yep. How many do you need around. to play? Oh, you like one. Yeah, you could play with one, but like two per player would be perfect. Because um, you get you get like a currency to spend on your on your models. They call it cans. I guess it's like cans of fuel <laughs> or cans of beans or something like that. Um, yeah. And you know, like you can your cars like flat ten. You add your guns for like five or whatever. Um, and it's, it's really cool because it uses a couple of different... There's, like, firing arcs. So, you can have, like, front-mounted guns, side-mounted guns, or you can put them on a turret. Um, so, they have a 360 firing arc. Okay. Um, so, that's really cool. Like, if your car's kind of slow, you know, you could put some forward-facing guns to shoot everyone that goes past you. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yep. And you can, like, armor up the back if you get, like, rammed and all that. There's, like... Oh, man. It's just so cool. Um, and they've got... There's been four free expansions since they released the game. One of them was including a war rig mini campaign, which is basically like, you know, the big truck in like Mad Max. It's like... Um, I don't know if now's a good time to tell you. I've never seen any of the Mad Max movies. 
Oh, I lost. You. I think I lost you there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you did. Um, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess okay. we have to tee okay. up a Mad Max marathon and play some. Yeah. Gaslands while play we do some it. Gaslands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you see, have you seen the poster for Mad Max? When would I have seen that? Oh, they may have released one like a few years ago. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway. So there's a new Mad Max movie, is there? Okay. Yeah, it's called Fury Road. Um, so the war oh. rig is like a semi-trailer truck and okay. it's just like kitted out with like guns and armor and, and all that sort of shit. But so you can like fight against one of them. Um, yeah, new rules, new vehicles, new weapons, all that sort of stuff came out in those free expansions. So... Um, w- I mean, I have so many questions, but carry on in case you answer them. No, no, hit me, hit me with with some of your questions, dude. So, like, when you and Caitlin played, was it just one v one? Like one car each? No, we had two cars each. Okay, and so it's just, there's no like NPCs. It's just you. You got four cars. Yeah. You're and you're racing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can see an interesting dilemma in that, like a good trade off. I like it when any game has con- points of contention. So like, you can do something, but it's going to cost you this. And so yeah, it feels okay, like yeah. if you're winning the race, you're easier to shoot because you're yes. in front of people. Yeah. So so it's like, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, but you've also got like cool weapons. Like you can like Mario party it and like drop a, a banana peel, which is like a, a, a oil slick. So if cars drive over it, they like spin out of control. Um, mm. Yeah, and oh, they're... So most people play like a figure eight map, which is kind of cool too, because then when you come to cross in the middle, like there's chances that you can have like collisions. Ooh. Um, and o, um, OTP, the Australian um, terrain printing company, I can't remember what it's called. They print 3D print terrain. Um, they have shitloads of products like weapons, accessories for your cars, terrain, like templates, because it uses a template system for moving. Cool. Um, like you got like different turns and different swerve templates and it uses a really interesting, um, gear phase. So like, how, how can I, how can I explain this? Um, so each, each turn that you move, so you start in the first gear, everyone starts in first gear. So each turn, the gear phase moves up. Some cars have like max gears. So it goes from first gear to sixth gear. Um, So really fast cars will be able to move in their sixth gear phase where slower cars will like at gear phase four, they can't do anything else for the next two turns. Um, That's, that's, I guess, how they implement like the speed of vehicles. I was going to say, so I guess the cars that can go sixth gear move in their fifth and sixth gear phase to represent them going faster, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But they What's generally the- have like fewer hull points, or like at at faster speeds, you can lose control. Ooh. You have like hazards, um, which are like tokens that you get, and like every time you do a difficult maneuver, um, there's a chance that your hazards can cause you to like spin out of control or slide or flip. Um, it seems like a really deep rule book. It's yeah. Look, it, there's a bit in it. I was having a flick through it before we started recording tonight, and I, I was like, "Huh, this is a bit more than I remembered it to be." <laughs> um, the, I think the templates are probably the only thing which make it um, more difficult. Um, but once you've sort of done it a few times, like by the by the couple of 
you know, a couple of turns through, you sort of know what you're doing. Um, you know, you roll these dice and you get like shift, shift dice. Um, it uses a D6 system. They do have like icons on the dice, but you can, you can like translate it to uh, a standard D6 if you have like a template next to you. Um, oh, yeah. So like you, a, a one and a four equals this in there. Yeah. In their dice yeah. language. One, yeah, one through four is like just your standard shift, which you can use to shift up a gear, shift down a gear, or to cancel out a hazard. Um, and then like five will be spin and six will be slide or whatever. Like, there's yeah. a, yeah, I can't remember exactly. It's been a little while since we played. Um, but yeah, and it's also got like a faction sort of system in it. Um, they're, they, they're called sponsors. Um, like, there's one example called um, Rutherford which they kit out their vehicles with, like, military-grade weapons. Um, Interesting. So you, yeah, yeah. So, and the other one I've, that I've picked uh, is called Idris, which they basically use, like, nitrous oxide. So you kit out your cars with full of NOS, and you get some, like, super speed boosts and, and that Damn. sort of stuff. Yeah. I really... It sounds like they've done the theme really well. They, they actually have, like... It is phenomenal, and the art in the rule book is just amazing, man. Like, there, there is a sort of a story behind the game. It's kind of like an alternate history game. Like, um, at the front of the book, it's got like, um, uh, actually, you know what? I've got it right in front of me here. Uh, I can hear so it's got a little around it. I oh, can hear you fondling it. Oh yeah. So it's got 1969 Apollo 2 first manned moon landing, and then it goes 1976 Ares one first manned mars landing and it goes through all these dates basically and they colonize mars and then there's a um martian succession there's a there's a like a civil war between earth and mars and then it goes wow. to yeah 2018 present day gaslands 10 year anniversary so gaslands is, is basically like a a tv show um like man mad max death race kind of tv show they use for entertainment um, oh okay so like the people the citizens of mars and earth watch this yeah, this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a oh, there's a movie called Death Race or something, which I think is very similar to this. Interesting. Um, Man, it seems very cool. I like the idea that you can just be like, if you got like, say you got four or five Wargamer friends, you could just be like, hey guys, this weekend we could play Gasland. Just go grab a couple Matchbox cars. Um, you could send them a couple photos and be like, just Mad Max them up, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly, man. And exactly. then uh, bring two cars over and we'll play. Yeah. Do they are they obligated to make room sounds? Ah uh, no no room sounds is uh, completely uh, optional. Okay, it's it is, is encouraged though. So it is encouraged. I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> F- full room, pew pews, and psh when you're hitting the yeah. nos. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, it's super cheap to get into. Like the the rule is that book- a car is that a car pun by the way? Super cheap. Uh, not intentionally, but I'll but I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well uh, done. 30, Thirty bucks to get into for the original version. Um, it may not be available because they've got the refueled version, but I'm sure like some, you know, um, local game stores may have a couple of books hanging around still, um, if you can get them. And otherwise, the for the big, thick new re- refueled book, it's about fifty bucks, which I think is again it's a steal for it's a whole game in one man. It's like Imagine buying, you know, your Warhammer 40k rulebook and every single codex in one book, yeah, um, for fifty and, bucks. And then you don't have to go out and pay for models, you know. No. Well, you, you do, but I mean, like, what's a what's a Hot Wheels car this day? Oh, it's probably oh, like man. thirty probably bucks like five, actually. 
oh yeah <laughs> but i mean you could buy a knockoff brand for like five bucks probably or like yeah. go to the op shop man you could probably buy a whole box of them for like 10 bucks yeah for um, sure I'm thinking yeah. about it, actually. I'm thinking about mm, a little up shop uh, trip this weekend. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. See if you can steal yourself some old school Hot Wheels cars, man. Um, yeah. So, like, there's almost zero cost on miniatures. Like, you can, you could, honestly, you're sure you could find them for nothing. Like, you could, like I said, go find the neighbor kid and, I don't know, give him a can of Coke for a couple of Matchbox cars or something. That sure would be very theoretical if I <laughs> spent cans to purchase my vehicles. Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man it sounds very cool we should play yeah yeah dude and like the templates you can print them off the website and cut them out or you can buy like acrylic ones or like 3d printed ones from otp and a few other companies um but yeah like man you could you can play on a coffee table or you can play on like a full-on like junkyard to like full of terrain table they use these big gates as um as checkpoints so, like, you know, your race will be from, like, from start to finish if you're doing a, a, a sort of certain track or you can do a figure eights and you go through three times or whatever laps. Um, there's a few cool rules where, like, your guns don't become active until you get through the first checkpoint. So, no one can, like, shoot each other right off the, f- like, starting line. Okay. Um, Which, I mean, as a because it's an entertainment thing, that, that makes sense because, like... Yeah, it, yeah, it's got it's a sport. It's got rules. Oh, exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, all right, everyone, you know the rules. <laughs> Make sure you wear your helmet. No one's shooting on lap one. <laughs> seatbelt, seatbelt's optional though. Helmets compulsory. Yeah, gotta stay safe out there. Seatbelts optional. Helmets, yeah. we don't muck around. We, we don't want anyone getting a concussion out here. <laughs> oh no, no, just death. Yeah, yeah. no brain damage. You're no. either dead, alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool, so man. that's the game that I've been, I've had dipped my toes in a little bit and, and fairly interesting. I haven't got refueled. I have got the uh, the first edition rule book, though. I probably will pick up the um, the refueled book, though, just because, like, man, I just can't get over, like, the the size of it. Like, nearly 200 pages. Um, yeah, it's just damn, massive. That's a, they must have com- big combined all the, um, all the, uh, current expansions I, I suppose but to like triple the size of the rule book the first edition rule book that's a good thing pages. about um you know when you're just a publisher that publishes rules a you get pretty good at it and b you can focus so much energy on it yeah you know you don't have to worry about like production or customer relations or like anything really it's like yeah. hey we we print a book we can just pour all of our 100 percent of our time into the rules yeah. Let you guys know like how to convert things, but I mean, yeah. Apart from that, it's like you, you, you bring the models, we'll bring the rules. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's pretty smart on their end as well. Like, you know, it doesn't have massive overhead costs to start with, um, and to make it even easier, dude. Like, I've seen games that just release as like PDFs that you can like pay to download. Yeah. Um, so then, like, what? what costs have you had in that? Maybe some art that you had designed or whatever. Um, that's about it, really, or someone to put it all together. So, yeah. yeah. There's re- there's heaps of cool games, man. I, I sort of struggled to pick um, between the few that I wanted to talk about, but mm. this was... Um, I couldn't not talk about this one. I am excited to see, because we've got a journey into series on the podcast, where... Yeah we document our journey into a game. So that's one that we take the plunge on. We decide we'll get the starter set or a bunch of models. We'll build them, paint them, play together, review it, do battle report, all of that. We, we go in. 
Um, I'm interested to see with this series on games that we haven't quite taken the plunge on, which one, which games that we talk about on this convert into those Journey Into games. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I'm keen, I'm keen to see. I'm, I liked... I like this episode. I want to do this again because I can st- still think of a bunch of games that I'm like on the fringe of. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. But yeah, this is fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, um, that's our sort of... Uh, we, I decided to call it Unfamiliar War Games. Um, so I'm sure some of you, most of you guys have probably heard of either, if not both. But these are sort of games that we, we thought may be unfamiliar to each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Fringe yep. games of sorts. Oh, not even fringe, because some of them are probably like probably pretty popular. But yeah. yeah, they're not known to us, really. I'm very unfamiliar with Gasland. Well, I was, <laughs> until your educational, informa- informative uh, spiel there. Thanks. I wish I could have preferred more. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> stuff I could have talked about. Like, oh, man. But nah, that's we'll leave it for another time. Yeah, for sure. Leave it for the journey <laughs> into if we uh, go all in. <laughs> One day, one day we might. Yeah. Cool, <laughs> All right, man. guys. Well, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, hoping you guys are digging the new intro track that uh, Patreon Mike D, aka Packed Lunch, put together. Um, the thick beat. The we are uh, the boner jam. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and you've probably again realised already we're doing another Discord episode. Thanks to COVID, so bear with us. We're all we're all looking out for each other, making sure we're all keeping safe um, and. You know, if we look after each other and don't be a jerk, then we'll all get through this in one piece. Yeah, and when when restrictions are over, we'll jump back in the studio and away we go. Oh, so, yeah. Back to slamming beers and talking yeah. shit. Right now, I'm just sitting here alone in my little studio, slamming beers by myself. It's, Same. It's lonely. It's lonely. <laughs> I know. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, guys. You know, you know where to find us, uh, hobbyhomies.com. Um, you find our links to Facebook, Patreon, Buzzsprout, all the all the bullshit things in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we'll, uh, I want to thank, I want to do a special thank you to our patrons. Oh, yeah. You can take it this time. Do you know who we're shouting out? Oh, I, well, I mean... This is so humbling, but no, I don't because we've had so <laughs> okay. many. I've <laughs> got a list here. I'll let you do the old special um, and then I'll, I'll shout the rest of these um, lovely people. Well, we have two new patrons. I guess I should. I'm going to shout those boys out. Yep. The first is my boy, Joe, Joey P, Joe Penelope, uh, a.k.a. Attack, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm trying to think of all the different... I've known, I've known Joe for... <laughs> Yes, he's my yeah. he's my main homie in v- the video game world, which yeah. has taken a bit of a hit due to uh, having a baby and just loving war games so much. Um, yeah, he, but he, he probably he, doesn't like me. Yeah, no, I'm actually, stolen his he, best friend. I think he hates you. <laughs> I think he hates my child. I think he hates my wife. <laughs> he's just waiting for me to like give up on it all and run away with him to yeah, I don't know wherever has good internet. South Korea. I can see it happening. <laughs> it's. It's very close. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he came in clutch with the the GOAT uh, Patreon. So, he is the greatest oh, yeah. of all time. Thank yep. you. We have uh, another new Patreon, uh, Adrian, who is... You, you might have heard me speak about him on previous episodes talking about the 
Geelong Town Open, which was a 40K tournament. He was a Harlequin player that I interviewed and, and got around and watched him play a few games. And we've been back and forth talking about Harlequin stuff and ninth edition. And nice, he's just an absolute dude. lad. So yep. thanks, A-Dub. Appreciate you. That's it. And don't forget, we've got uh, Final Dinosaur, the, uh, the man from Belgium, Foggy Highway, Churchy, Dave, Rory, Caitlin, Brett, and Clinton. So a massive thank you to everyone. You know, we, we I know we do it every episode, but guys, we couldn't thank you enough. Uh, you're really helping us produce these and get these out to you and, and you know, make more content for you guys to enjoy. Yeah. Um, we've, started, we've started doing two episodes a week. Uh, yeah, a week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, hang on. Is that right? Like, that seems yep, like too that's many. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Two episodes a week. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into the beers and banter episode, which will come out before this. So there's no point yeah. in telling you what we're gonna talk about because <laughs> one, we don't know, and two, you'll you won't hear this until we already talk about that. We're also doing uh, two giveaways a month now. Um, part of yeah. our season two relaunch is we wanted to just double everything. We thought season two yep. two is a good number, so that means two episodes a week. We'll be doing two giveaways: one for our wider hobby homies community, and one just for our patrons. Yeah. Um, just to say thank you to you guys because really these Discord at home episodes Shane and I have been able to get uh, audio equipment and do up our little DIY studios we wouldn't have been able to do this without you guys so no, during this no. this quarantined restrictive time there would have been zero hobby homies if not for our Patreons so again oh, we can't, we can't do enough. that we can't, we can't have zero hobby homies we've got to have at least one yeah, actually, it would have been like zero. It would have been hobby homies on our mobiles or something. I don't. I don't even know if we could have brought ourselves to do that. To be honest, no, no. We'd rather we'd rather put a bullet in the back of its head than make it suffer. Yeah, exactly. And we'll walk around with a, <laughs> a gimp leg. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. dark analogy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have prevented us from killing a horse. I can't thank yeah. you enough for that, well, Patreon. <laughs> a horse? I was talking about a podcast, dude. Oh, I thought we bought a horse. With the Patreon money, called it Hobby Homies, entered it in a few races, <laughs> won some money. Oh, yeah. Used it to what? buy a big hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how they got the hat. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get out of here. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Toodles. Peace.